generally called King James. Uh, for some reason, that is my radio name. Uh, I, I had a, uh, I mean, I still am in radio, but you know, I don't know if this happens to you all, where you are in management and you walk past the studios a million times and you just always say to yourself, am I sure I did the right thing leaving that part of it and coming to this side of it? It gets a little bit boring, crunching numbers and, and all of that. But I'm happy that I'm still allowed to operate inside the radio house. Sometimes you, you just take what you get. Um, started out doing programming. Uh, I think I'm one of those lucky guys who grew up basically in the radio station. I was first a studio rat, I like to say. I just used to hang around uh, the station. I was more than happy to be allowed to be the guy to run errands, go buy me cigarettes, go get me some water. I was, I was in heaven being allowed to stay just in the premises. And uh, this was in the early start of my high school. But by the turn of, by the end of high school for me, I had my first show. And I haven't looked back since then. So I've been very, very fortunate. Um, thank you for coming through. And I hope I'm using this uh, presentation app for the first time. So God help me that it will cooperate with me for the most part. Uh, this is me, and we'll be touching base on a couple of uh, these various subject matters. I'll try to be very fast so that I would be able to exhaust all of the things I've got to do. I'll just try to let you know about the group I work for, our work. I'll speak from that perspective and hopefully be able to toss in a few things uh, here and there. And I hope in the end I'll also be able to hear what you're doing in your own respective places. Our DA19 radio presents Content Convergence, the Nigerian Perspective. And now, here is your host, King James the Phenomenon. RDA19, radio to the power of 10. Like I told you, I miss my days of being on air. Uh, I, I try to, to just bring it back whenever I get the chance. Uh, I just operate on a format, staying with the topic, radio to the power of 10. Try to keep it as a countdown, hopefully, of 10 different things, uh, spanning quite a wide spectrum. Number 10. So I just figured I'd uh, tell you about us a little. We, I work for a group called the Consolidated Media Associates uh, Group. Uh, one of our most famous brands across the continent is called Sound City, and it shows on TV across the continent on DSTV. I think it's channel 327, um, and you can watch it uh, whenever you're home. Uh, essentially, right from the beginning, we have always known what we wanted to do. Uh, there was a dream of what we wanted, there, we knew we, we had eight brands uh, quite a couple of years ago that we had to get to work on. And those eight brands make up the... Number nine. They make up Consolidated Media Associates. And uh, all our brands span across TV, radio, digital, and activation. Um, for TV, we've got Sound City. 
We've got Urban 96. We've got Correct TV. We've got Spice TV. Uh, essentially, Sound City is music, youth-focused, but mostly African pop music. Urban 96 is your contemporary heat radio in the likes of uh, 947. So I'd say yes, your Sound City, for those who are from here, would be in the league of your YFM, to, to, a, to a large extent, to just give you perspective. Uh, Correct FM is more or less like your Ukozi, if I would uh, put it in that, in that respect. So it is, there's a language that some of you who have seen Nigerian movies would know called Pidgin English. So we broadcast in Pidgin English uh, on that channel. Sorry, I need to get back to that uh, to finish it. We've got uh, Spice TV. It is arguably uh, the only 24-hour uh, fashion and lifestyle channel, uh, I believe, on the continent. Look at con uh, contemporary fashion and uh, lifestyle. So a lot of uh, designers and a lot of, mostly with a focus of things done in Africa. We've got On Max. It is our television channel that caters to your typical male. A lot of action, a lot of adrenaline and uh, testosterone. Uh, I'll put in there. We've got tribe. Nigeria has got, on the average, over 300 uh, tribes. And uh, of that, we, we run this channel. It's not, we don't try to cover all the tribes, but it's just identifying with things that are rooted uh, locally. But all of this are, are, are all about entertainment. Uh, we've got Access 24, which is our news brand. Um, this is still in the works. We currently output it um, like the way you have uh, EWN. Uh, it's our news brand, but it's also a news channel that services our group. But the full-blown channel is uh, about to launch. And then we've got OnTV. OnTV is our terrestrial channel that runs in Lagos. All other channels run on satellite, on cable, while OnTV runs on terrestrial. Um, interestingly, of those eight brands you saw, Four of them have got the radio uh, arms of, 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 of each. Uh, Sound City, we've got five radio stations spanning across Nigeria in five of the biggest cities across Nigeria. We've got in Lagos, in Kano, in Enugu, in uh, Abuja, the nation's federal capital, and in Portakot, the nation's oil capital. Uh, we've got Urban 96, which sits in Lagos, but has an interesting twist. Urban 96 also is outputted on all, in all of the cities where we have Sound City. We have a, a, an entire belt, an entire transmission belt. That So we have like radio in radio, if I will put it that way. So we output it as a content on those. Because the eventual plan is we're going to do that station in those cities. But the goal is, I mean, what better way to already be familiar with something new? Uh, should we get a license to be able to switch on tomorrow, then we're able to switch on Urban 96 straight up uh, in one full sweep. Uh, we've got Correct FM. We've got six Correct FM stations uh, across the country. And then our 24-hour uh, news radio, which I'm currently uh, working on activating over the next few uh, months from now. And on digital, of course, it goes without saying, all of these brands we have um, a plan that we keep working on building each of them on digital. We haven't succeeded 
completely yet with all of them, but we've done a decent job with uh, most of them. And at, so down the line, you would see how we are able to put these brands in activation. We have uh, specific events that we've been able to build uh, with those. So let me take you through the various stages of our metamorphosis as a group, which would uh, make it possible to understand how we're able to work and handle our convergence. So some about 25, a little more than 25 years ago, uh, we had a wave, and then we had a wave about 15 years ago, and then another wave uh, about three years ago. So 25 years ago, we started out as a content syndication platform where we were able to um, put... Um, by the way, I, there's, a, there's a television brand that I skipped uh, called Televista, which essentially was our beginning. It's majorly about dramas. So things like Isidingo, uh, uh, Mexican soaps uh, are pretty big in Nigeria. I don't know if they are uh, around here. I don't know how come. Probably we have something, some connection with Mexicans, but uh, uh, they are pretty big. Uh, we, we, we used to have content from different producers that would now syndicate across Nigeria, and it had massive following, huge following that hasn't been replicated even by us uh, today. So we started that way. Also, Sound City uh, also was uh, started out as a, as Sound City was started out as a content syndication uh, offering as well. So it would run for like 30 minutes on different television channels across the country. And then some people wanted more of it, and then it grew. And one day, people woke up, and we had this 24-hour music channel. So that was that. Uh, and, but that didn't happen immediately. The music channel didn't come about until about 10 years of building and scaling up this content syndication, which happened about 15 years ago when we uh, were able to create that. And then we went ahead to create uh, layers and layers and layers once we were able to kick that off. So between when we started doing the TV channels 15 years ago to about three years ago, we were able to build all of those uh, nine TV brands, uh, eight plus one that I skipped out. Now, three years ago, I think we probably got bored uh, building TV channels, and we needed something uh, very interesting. Uh, but three, actually about four years ago now, um, we now decided to go into radio. And uh, at this point, I've always done radio most of my life. I mean, I've done some TV. Um, just for the sake of being there, done that. I needed to do some TV. Uh, but I'm always at home and in love with radio. And I think I needed to just prove something to those TV guys. That, hey, you can't do what we do, but we can do what you do. Uh, I don't know if you have all of these conversations with your friends who do TV. But then we started, we had this massive ambition to grow arguably the biggest radio network in West Africa. By extension, maybe someday, across Africa. You know, Nigeria, we are a lot about size a lot of times. Uh, our women like some size, our men like some size. As a population, we like, uh, I mean, we just like sizes. Uh, so um, we started out our radio networks and... Our radio networks uh, were able to come up with four, and we've built up to where we are now, where we have uh, going on the 14th radio station. 
So in three years, I thought it was absolute madness. Uh, we've been able to roll out that many. Yeah, uh, I, have, I have a little bit of exit wounds to show for that running across the country. And I was telling my chairman the other day, and I said, you know, I'm beginning to feel like for breakfast, I can just go for breakfast and just start a radio station. Uh, it's becoming second nature, but it does have all of the work that you always have to put out in achieving that. So I just want to tell you a little bit about our country, Nigeria, in case you don't know. It is a country. It is existing. It isn't a city. Uh, I, I want, uh, let me just run you through a few uh, things. As a country, we sit just somewhere right there. I like to think we are somewhere right here now, so you can see where we sit. I don't know why nature put us somewhere close to the ocean. Maybe just in case uh, we need to, I don't know, but we're just right at the tip of the West African coast there. And it's a country of uh, uh, currently about over two, a little above 200 million people, which is estimated to be. Um, and trust me, if you've been to Lagos, you can tell. Uh, sometimes we walk this way, like we've got to make room for, for each other to, to walk past. Um, but some of the characteristics of our population would include uh, the size. We've got a population that is reflective of the continent as well. Uh, about 60% or slightly more of our population is 25 and under. Tells you the kind of youthful energy that exists in the country uh, and the possibilities that exist not for now alone, but for the immediate and long-term uh, future, which is partly what inspires us to do what we're doing. Um, and the good thing about Nigeria's population is it has a very decent population distribution. Um, we like to see the country like in kind of like four parts. We've got the north of the country, we've got the middle of the country, we've got the southeast and the southwest of the country. So interestingly, we've got the two biggest cities in the southwest and in the northwest. Uh, Lagos has over 20 million people, uh, and uh, the city of Kano State has got another 20 million people. So already, just between two states, we're, doing South, uh, we're almost doing South Africa, right? Uh, told you about our size. We just like to have a lot of things. Um, and then we've got... Um, other cities or states like Kaduna, which is my hometown, uh, has got an estimated between 8 to 10 million people. The thing about census figures in Nigeria also is they are just like a subject of debate all the time. I wonder one day if we would ever know exactly what it is, and I hope we don't have a heart attack when we do know what exactly our population is. Some argue it's way more than we, we even realize. Um, but the implication for us, for radio, is it shows there is a huge listening potential. There is a huge audience existing out there. Um, I mean, I've run us through all of those. So uh, for us, at uh, this is pretty disturbing slide. Like, I'm sure you can't see anything. It's a, I, didn't, I didn't realize it was going to appear like this. But this is our radio audience measurement uh, detail. That, uh, of a typical month. And these, like this is Lagos, 
Unfortunately, you can't see that, but uh, we've got an average of almost about 10 million listeners uh, in the market of Lagos. And this is one of our brands, Urban 96. In a market of uh, over 40 radio stations, we sit uh, at number two here. And then this is Sound City sitting at number uh, six in that particular, it's a month and month, the Rams. Um, and this is, uh, pro interestingly, the data is processed by InfoTools, which is South African. Uh, it is collected by a um, field, um, a data collection agency that sits in Nigeria and then sends the data to South Africa and then it, a different agency um, retails it to people who are interested in the data. And uh, we've got a couple of our stations highlighted there across the country. So month on month, we get this, and we try to know how we're doing, how many people are listening to us, and uh, perhaps what and what we need to do. Number eight. Um, so as a group, because we know that for us to stay alive, we've got to, we've got to do things. We've got to keep innovating. Uh, against the backdrop of uh, the famous saying, uh, innovate or die. Um, so uh, one of the things that shapes our innovations is our mission. Right from the onset, we've been focused on the fact that we want to become the number one entertainment media group of brands that caters to all segments of the entire family spectrum. Uh, but not necessarily as in one medium, but we try to segment them and cater to, to them. Um, another thing that, and like I said, that shapes our innovations is the quest for survival. If we don't survive, then we don't exist. And if we don't exist, uh, we'll be out of work. And I don't know, the rest would be some stories. So we've got all of those. Number seven. Um, so when we look at the future, what, are we, what, are, what, 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 what do we think? is there that which goes in line with the reasons why we innovate uh, within our space we are very conscious of the fact that the times continue to change um, i mean some things stay uh, constant which is why they say i guess the more things change the more they remain the same so things like uh, to get the attention of a listener that has almost never changed how you get the attention may change but the things, you, we always know that if you tell a good story, you would always get the attention of a listener. How you go about telling that story, the ways and means may, may alter because people also change. Consumption patterns change, but consumption still stays. So we are, we are, we are very much uh, in that space. We, we are in the business of looking for eyes and ears constantly. So we discovered that we must, for, we must attract eyes and ears in uh, that changing landscape Number six. And uh, in doing that, one of the ways we do, one of the things we do is we, we adopt the convergence approach uh, that we have. And we do that in a two-pronged manner. One of, them, one of the ways uh, you'd see is we have a programmatic approach, which is through our programming. Uh, what we put on air, um, we, we're constantly always awake at night, thinking about that. Uh, the second thing is we're constantly thinking about, because we're in business, 
But, and we realized a while ago that, look, we built these different brands. It makes absolutely no sense to continue to operate each one as a 100% standalone uh, platform. So we're constantly saying, how do we enjoy an economies of scale? Whereby, because we have this, 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 we're able to harness them and uh, leverage on them so that we're not hiring way more people, for instance, than we need. So that we're able to make a sales pitch uh, and be able to outdo competition and get that deal. Um, I mean, all of that. One of the models around here that you, I'm sure you're concerned with also is like the EWN, where you have one newsroom uh, servicing the entire prime media uh, business. Uh, that's what we're doing with our Access 24 as well. Um, and, and so on and so forth. And then one of the things we're able to do, for instance, like on our terrestrial channel, one of the things we're able to do is we have a, a collapsing of all of the content from all of these other eight uh, brands being coalesced in our terrestrial channel. So you watch on TV, you will see content from Sound City. Uh, you'd see a chat show from Sound City. Uh, you'd see uh, an Urban 96 sing-along show, which is uh, a sing-along show uh, that, because, again, it's terrestrial. There's a lot of family viewing. Uh, you watch on TV, you would see content from Televista, which would be some Mexican soap or some telenovela uh, that, that sits in there. When you watch on TV, you would see some uh, local dr drama content from Tribe TV. So you see that essentially we've been able to produce content from all of these channels, and we feed into this channel, and yet it has its audience. Because make no mistake about it, there are people who will never go on to DSTV to watch Sound City. But we say they don't have to be on DSTV to watch Sound City. You can watch Sound City wherever you are. And if you're tired of watching, you can listen on radio. We just try to see uh, the possibility of being ubiquitous to the listener and say, consume us uh, as a brand. Number five. Uh, so our model, we just try to base it on what gives us, I believe, uh, a comparative advantage. And one of the things we are very conscious about is, um, you heard, uh, I think that was uh, Vernon, uh, yeah, earlier. He did mention about uh, a lot of radio stations in Ghana. Uh, you can bet whatever Ghana has, we have more than them. <laughs> Even jollof rice. Like... Uh, if you've never tasted Nigerian jollof, I'm sorry, you haven't tasted jollof. So uh, I hope you're able to find Nigerian jollof. I think uh, if, you're in, if you're in Johannesburg, somewhere in um, uh, Randburg, but you must be careful. There are, those Ghanaians are always there making fake jollof rice. <laughs> so you must ask for Nigerian jollof. But we, we, <laughs> we, we, we know, I hope there's no chali in the house. Okay, I can get away with that if there's no Ghanaian in the house. But we know that we stay in a very precarious uh, business environment where we have a proliferation of a lot of broadcast stations. I mean, you'll be amazed uh, with uh, the number of commercial stations we have because our licensing regime is a little different from what you've got with ICASA. And I, I like to think I will put my money more on the ICASA model, which explains how we probably have a different way of seeing it, because there is a given size 
of the market. And however the commercial radio business will thrive, in my opinion, is dependent on the size of the economy. You can't outdo the economy that you exist in. And uh, for that, I believe that the regulator needs to be more circumspect, be more responsible in measuring, looking at the economic potential as licenses are given. Because it makes no, no sense that we are this many in a room, then it becomes a struggle for survival where uh, you may end up eating each other out. Uh, there'll be a lot of undercutting of, uh, there's a price war, there's a lot. I mean, instead of focusing on the business of making good broadcasting, we then start to focus on the business of survival. So in, in looking at our model, that shapes uh, us. And here, I, I didn't realize the lighting. So what I've, what I've got here is what worked for us in, in, doing, uh, in doing that. Um, one of the things that has worked for us in our evolution into the space of convergence that we sit in is that we've been careful about the different relevant stages and that we've gone through. Remember I told you about how each brand came. They didn't all come in one day. Uh, it would probably have, except for the radios that we had a mad adrenaline rush. Uh, and we are living with some realities of putting things out that fast. But what has worked for us is we had relevant stages and we knew when to bring each on, on a case-by-case -case, uh, basis. So uh, we, we, we had syndicated content, TV channel, radio stations, and then uh, we're now trying to actively build on our digital. Number four. Number four. Um, so essentially, what do we do to captivate a large yet restless media market? Um, I like to think that's where the lecture is. Like, uh, and it's what keeps me up at night. It's what, uh, every time I am having a me moment, that's the only thing I find myself thinking because you just never know what the desire is. Um, but one of the things we, we, I, I say we do is we like to think in 4D. Uh, we like to be where the audience is constantly. Uh, we think of ourselves as a brand and we always want to extend our brand. Um, and then we try to leverage on the traditional marketing mix, uh, essentially f coming off our thought of ourselves as a brand. Um, and then we constantly see that we, we, we have a non-stop unique uh, content every time. And every time you wake me up at night, I can tell you that there is a content that we have that nobody else has got. Uh, because we realize that our survival is tied to our uniqueness. And then we constantly make sure that we are doing the best events uh, as much as possible. So, in thinking four-dimensionally, we are constantly, everything we're doing, we're, we're thinking about always being on air, always being online, always being in the neighborhood, and always being in your face. Uh, those are the four things that shape that. And in being where the audience is, we're always going where our listener is, and it's not just enough, we are being Nigerian about it. Like when we go there, we make it our own. You know, Nigerians do that a lot. And uh, we don't just make it our own, we stay and we don't leave. <laughs> so um, we also have had a phase where we, because we knew that a key thing to getting an audience for now and for the future is to 
keep biting and eating into that youth segment. Because you're going, if you have them now and you do the right things, you'll still keep them as they grow. You just need to keep either creating new things for them or evolving your brand. I would vote for you create new things that you graduate them into because there'll always be new young people, especially in this continent where when two people say good morning to each other, you would, the test strip would always go blue. Uh, so we're constantly like uh, having more and more uh, babies. So we need to prepare for the fact that there's a young uh, uh, continent there. So we ran the biggest campus uh, events across the country uh, with our brand Sound City. We had something we called Sound City Campus Blast. We were just throwing these big parties in the, in the biggest campuses everywhere. And we became synonymous with good times, fun times, uh, all the time. Um, we always try to extend our brand. We, 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 we don't think of ourselves anymore as a radio station or as a TV station. We think of ourselves as, as a brand. And uh, I put that there. I say something we say downtown. We say a major key alert. Like, you don't play yourself. We don't have the luxury to even say we're, we're just a radio station anymore, even if we wanted to. It's easier, but we can't. Uh, we, we, we have to go beyond the traditional radio. We have to, as a brand, constantly looking for ways to merchandise. I always say one of the things you want to test yourself is the day somebody walks into a store and they pick up a Kaya FM hat off the store, you know that they really want to, there's an affinity that they don't mind. You know, like how you would buy a Dodgers uh, a hat or you'd buy a, an LA Lakers uh, jersey. I mean, why not for our... I mean, it's radio, remember? There's always been a love relationship that has always existed. Um, think of uh, also how we get into the tech space. We, have to, we, we, we don't see ourselves as, as broadcast anymore. We see ourselves as a media tech company uh, for most of the time because we say Google sees itself as a media company. I'm like, seriously? But that's the reality. Apple sees itself as a media company. They're in competition with us. They want to take our audience. Uh, Amazon is in competition with us. If we don't innovate to either collaborate or have better options, then uh, uh, we, 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 we just won't survive. Of course, our marketing mix, like I said, just like any brand, we try to be in your face with promotions within our budget. It's always tough. Uh, and sometimes, you know, there's the... There's the concept of physician heal thyself because we're in the business of promoting other people's business we sometimes don't invest so much in promoting ours uh, it's pretty much also a learning curve for us we're, 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 we're still building on this but we realize that it's something that we must do and remember I told you about our approach to always having a non-stop unique content idea the, 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 the thing to our teams is if you are on our team Something must keep you up at night, and that thing must be, you're asking yourself, what next? What next will be that unique thing that we're going to be coming up with that no one else is doing? Uh, one of the things I've realized, that we're able, how we're able to achieve that is we constantly have to also be looking at what's happening everywhere. Because the thing is, no one has a monopoly of uh, ideas, and I think radio has always fed off the positive energy of other people. There's a term I came up with, uh, that I call relatives, like radio relatives, like we're all relatives. I think we're all related in radio. 
So if you are my relative, you are doing something that I've done somewhere, or you're doing something I'm going to do. But there's always going to be the local twist uh, to it. Uh, so our default mode is things. Number three. Like I said, another thing that we've done to put our content together is uh, we try to come up with the best events. And we don't think of these events as events for just events sake. We, we think of it as an avenue to generate unique content that is owned by us, done by us, and for our audience. Um, we have arguably the biggest um, pop music award show that is continent-wide. Um, we, we call it the Sound City MVPs. And it is the only because uh, no one does something that tries to look at the continent as the entire award. What you find is, uh, like you have the Samas, I think, here. You'd find uh, a couple like in Nigeria, we have other competing uh, awards. But we try, because our brand is now extended across the continent. Uh, and we say, why not, if not? So we're recognizing every year uh, African acts that are performing. Even though sometimes, lately, you'd find like 40% or 50% of the winners come from Nigeria. But it's also reflective of how big the pop music scene has also grown in Nigeria and is influencing the continent. So we've, we've got that. We've got uh, for our Spice TV. Remember I told, for those who are here in the beginning, one of our brands is Spice. And for Spice, we also have uh, an award that we call the Spice Lifestyle and Honors. It's an exclusive uh, fashion and lifestyle industry award that tries to look at who is doing what across the continent. We've got the VIP exclusive concerts. Because we know that our listeners are of different stratas, there are those who always want something exclusive. I mean, they want to be part of this thing, but they like the fact that this is exclusive. So we have a VIP exclusive concert. Uh, the last one was headlined by an artist known as Whiskid. He's uh, one of our biggest music exports from Nigeria. And then we have arguably the biggest running concert in the country called Made in Lagos. Uh, again, Whiskid headlined that for us. So what we look at is who is the biggest act on the continent or in Nigeria at the time. And it's always our own attempt to fill, in, fill up a stadium. Uh, and we had over 40,000 people in attendance uh, for that particular event. I mean, the subsequent slides go ahead to, to talk about uh, all of these things I've explained here. But for the sake of time, I'll just run over them uh, since I've already talked about them. And um, essentially... Number two. That's exactly what we're doing. And uh, if you have any questions, I'm happy to take them. Yes. Thank you very much and very inspiring. I'm, I'm curious about when you said we've got a car, so what do you have and how can you just open up these radio stations and TV stations? Do you, it, is it more restrictive, less restrictive? And when you go to the digital platforms, do they control your ass? So... Um, the, just like we, we have a regulator that's called the National Broadcasting Commission, uh, just like he, in our case, when you want a license, you apply and uh, you go through some vetting process and blah, blah, blah. Ironically, the final, uh, right, the final approval comes from the presidency. Can you imagine that? It's quite a joke. Yeah, I mean, it has to, but it comes also from our military days 
where there was always this apprehension about, hey, who are you giving a license to? They have the capacity to command an insurrection. Uh, there's always that fear. So it's still, it has still stayed on. So, but uh, NBC checks your suitability, or if you are a comrade in the struggle, uh, you probably can also get a license. Uh, don't quote me anywhere. But, uh, but essentially, but professionally, that's what happens. However, for the online space, most recently, they just revised the, the code to say they now are beginning to license people. Um, I'm not sure if I caught you correctly, but you mentioned having about uh, six correct FM stations across the country. Yeah. I was just curious about how you run that in terms of content, how you manage the content, and also how did you, what was the thinking behind having a similar station duplicating itself? So first and foremost is because we have a restriction on having, um, on having network licenses. So there is a part of the different categories of licenses we have in Nigeria. We have a commercial license under which you can have a network or each station is licensed uniquely. So each of this is a unique license in its right. But what we've got is the brand that links them together. So uh, we have some shared content because, again, to enjoy economies of scale, we have some shared uh, production content that we do mostly from Lagos. And uh, I run all of this from Lagos, but each station has got, got its uh, station manager. Unfortunately, ladies and gentlemen, this is the end of the session, but we can always engage with James during lunchtime or when he has a spoil moment. Thank you so much for your time. Thank you very much. Number one. And uh, I'll leave you with that. And that wraps up this special edition of your latest one-off show, Content Convergence, The Nigerian Perspective, here at RDA19. Thanks for listening. See you some other time.